here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Seven seven three eight one three eight one one eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Let me tell you a little bit about what goes on around here. And Rush Limbaugh and I used to talk about this. I don't think there's anybody on the air, on a national radio program, who was closer to Rush and spoke more to Rush than I. Period. That's how close we were. And we would talk all the time in the past, till obviously he got ill. One of the things that bothered him a lot, and he would touch on it now and then with you, but he would touch on it with me a lot, are these groups inside the Beltway. Some of them claim to be conservative groups, libertarian groups, both groups, limited government groups. And he said they are endlessly fundraising. And endlessly lobbying him and annoying him to take certain positions. And he was a very polite man, was Rush. He'd put up with it. But he didn't like it. He would accept awards from a number of these groups. Even though he was not a great fan of how they would process things. And I know what he means now because I get this all the time. And these groups send out letters or petitions, and then they claim to represent you. And if I were to go through the name of some of these groups, you never would have heard of them. Because they don't represent you. So the sanctimony is really unbelievable. And if I asked you the name of some of these people, or told you the name of some of these people, you wouldn't know who they are either. Now, there's a lot to get to today. We got Mitch McConnell down there in 
Kentucky celebrating the fact that he sold out the American people and you. We've got this battle going on in the House where a number of my friends who, who are in this 20 are getting up and sanctimoniously telling us what we already know, what already has to happen, and don't have the foggiest idea how to get us to where they claim they want to take us. But the swamp in Washington, D.C. is not just the left. We have a place in Virginia. When we first purchased this place, it's about 40 miles outside of Washington, D.C., there was literally nothing around us. 20 years ago. Nothing. Now the Washington subway comes out here. We've got where there were two-lane roads. We have six-lane roads, overpasses, huge malls, massive, massive internet buildings, these massive windowless buildings the Chinese want to take us out, they know exactly where to hit us in Loudoun County. I was pointing it out to my wife when the, at night the other night as we were driving down a particular route. I said, look at this. Every side of the road. Every side of the road. What is that? That's Washington. That's the growth of government and all of its appendages and all the rest. It's the swamp. The swamp isn't just Washington. It's beyond Washington. It's people who feed off Washington. Some of them feed off Washington by saying the same damn thing day in and day out and patting themselves on the head that they're going to save America. You get these requests. They're not going to save a damn thing. You're going to save America. And so in many ways, they claim to be one thing, and they're quite frankly not. They've spent their entire lives and careers living off of Washington in one bizarre form or another. So I don't pay attention to them. Most of them claim to have clout they simply don't have. It's a fact. And unfortunately, I have to pull the veneer back. It's the nature of the beast. Also, I don't just fall into line. Because 20 people on Capitol Hill have taken a position that is utterly inarticulate as far as I'm concerned. 20 people. Look at Matt Gates. Matt Gates strikes me as the ringleader of this. Why isn't Matt Gates being offered up as a uh, potential speaker? Would he get 20 votes? Probably. Can he get 21? No way. Matt Gates tonight is attacking Donald Trump. Matt Gates isn't Mr. Wise Man. Matt Gates has a lot of dirt. So why is he doing that? I'm a big fan of Lauren Boebert, by the way. Still am. Why is she taking shots at Trump? 
right before her election, we had her on the program several times. We've met her. We like her. She said that she was going to support McCarthy. And he must have poured God knows what. Almost $2 million into her campaign, and she won by a couple hundred votes. Well, what was it that caused her to accept that money but to reject him? That's a fair question. And why is Mark Levin, who has spent his entire life finding rhinos in Republican establishment, whether it was for Reagan in his hometown, whether it was when he ran and actually won for the school board when he was in law school, backing Kevin McCarthy. I'm not backing Kevin McCarthy. I've said this a thousand times, but people don't want to listen. They want to believe. They want to hate. They want to target. They, whatever it is. It's just easier to put the uh, suit on and be whatever you are. For me, this isn't even a battle between conservative and rhino. Is there somebody of that 201 in the last vote? Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, Tom Massey, Palmer of Alabama, Moore of Alabama. I can go down a list of scores of serious, solid conservatives. Are they opposed to securing the border? Are they opposed to the conservative agenda? No. In fact, they've been fighting for the conservative agenda, frankly, longer in Congress than many of my friends who are of the 20. And you've got 25 members, more than half of the Freedom Caucus, who are not voting with the other 20. Why is that? Are they sellouts? Is it because they love McCarthy? No. It's because we see the enemy. The enemy is Biden. The enemy is Schumer. The enemy is what the Democrats have been doing to this country. We see the Marxists. We see what they're doing to the courts, to the Justice Department, to the FBI. We see what they're doing to our former president. We got two years, less now, to take matters into our own hands. But we can't trust MacArthur, they said. Then you'll remove him. Then you'll remove him. Now, who is it exactly? Who is it exactly of those conservatives I just mentioned who's stupid who's a sellout who's a rhino who's a McCarthy who are they there's none of them so there's this false narrative that's created like the left and if you've been around Washington a long time in one of these groups you create in many cases false narratives And they don't want you to think for yourself. And they don't want you to get beyond the first point. You can see it in some of the comments on social media. 
But if you're like me, you're sick and tired of all these blowhards. That's enough. We put you there. As small as the majority is, it's a majority. We put you there to help save the republic. Not to kick each other's ass. McConnell's running away with the Republican Party. He's running away with the agenda they've already put the omnibus bill in. McCarthy didn't support the omnibus bill, but he had no power. He was in the Republican minority in the House. And McConnell moved as fast as he could to get around the Republican majority. Now we don't even have a majority. They're not doing anything. I can get in here and give you the best speech of anybody. I can give a better speech than the ones you heard today from the 20. I'll bet I can do a better speech than my brother Roy, Chip Roy, or Byron Donalds, or Lauren Boebert. But the fact of the matter is, we have the ability now to control committees. What kind of a wimp would appoint Jim Jordan to head the Judiciary Committee? Or Comer to head the Oversight Committee? I looked at some of these names on the list. You got some people been there for two years. Some who are preparing to run for the Senate. Some who are demanding committee assignments. These are not all principal conservatives. Hell, they all voted for Kevin McCarthy to be majority leader, excuse me, minority leader, two years ago. Those who were there, those who were there voted for McCarthy to be their leader two years ago. I have no problem with duking it out over these rules. And if you get 80 or 90% of what you want, great. But there's another 201 or 202 of them in there who are not liking what's going on. What are you going to do about it? Then they say they're there. Representative Republic. Well, 20 doesn't represent the Republic. Does it? I don't think so. I don't understand what my friend, and he is my friend, and we, we were the first to bring him on national stage on Fox, Byron Donalds, and he is my friend. He's a very earnest man. And he got to where he is the hard way. I don't understand how you vote for McCarthy twice, then you're the stalking horse for the other 19 in vote after vote after vote. What did the first two votes mean? I mean, it's, it's almost, it's perplexing. It's nonsensical. I don't understand how you're Matt Gates, where you're walking around behind the scenes, you're on TV, you're working groups, you're working it, you're in front of the camera. He's not even a member of the Freedom Caucus. And his name is never proposed for speaker. Why? Why is that? Does that make sense to anybody? 
No, I've got a lot more. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Well, we're not going to spend all day on this. What's the point? See what happens. They are in a meeting at 8 p.m. I just find there's a lot of blowhards in Congress. I really do. And I, don't want, I want to know how you vote for McCarthy to be your Republican leader two years ago. I didn't vote for him. In fact, I was busy criticizing him. And, uh, and now this. Again, I'm not opposed to, a, to duking it out. I've done it a lot during my entire life behind this radio, and so forth and so on. But if you don't have a candidate to put forward and get more than 20 votes out of 221 or 222, uh, and now you have the Democrats talking about, well, we'll give you a few votes, you know, if we can work it out, something I have feared and I have told you about that worries me a lot. I think what should happen, these 20, they can declare victory. They've got a lot of things done. I think there has been a lot of negotiation. I'll be right back. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. Chip Roy is asked to come on the program if he can get out of their meeting. There's a meeting going on now. Uh... Of course, he's more than welcome. He's an old friend. This is from uh, Bloomberg News. Key committee assignments become latest source of contention. House Speaker fight moves in the second day. Florida Republican Matt Gates, who was among those who questioned whether the coronavirus originated in a lab in China, wants, chair, wants to chair a House Armed Services subcommittee. Maryland Republican Andy Harris, one of Congress's most conspicuous opponents of abortion and recreational marijuana. This is them writing, not me. Um, let's see here. Once the gavel of the Appropriations Subcommittee on Health and Human Services, a freshman wants two A-list committee assignments. You see what's going on here? This is like blackmail for committee assignments. Now, what about other conservatives who've been around a little longer who want committee assignments? What should they do, walk out? These are just some of the latest demands in exchange for their support of McCarthy to be the next speaker. A person in the negotiations has told Bloomberg News. Are you people impressed with this? That we should be going through this for that? I thought these were bigger issues. They go on TV and they talk about transparency, the 72-hour rule, and now it's, I want to be the subcommittee chairman of this, and I want to be the subcommittee chairman of that. And now on the all-powerful rules committee, they want four out of the nine committee slots on that committee. There's, there's 20 of them. Let's see here. I'm just reading this. So. Spokespeople for Gates and Harris did not immediately respond to requests for comment on their demands. Here are some of the latest concessions. Tennessee Republican Andrew Ogles, 
I think he was just elected. Like the other freshman, has yet to take the oath of office, wants seats on the powerful financial services and judiciary committees. Efforts to call Ogles, a conservative who voted for Jordan as speaker on his new office line, were unsuccessful. So here's a guy who's just elected and he wants two prime seats. Does this sound like country first to you, Mr. Producer? Seriously. They want four of the nine seats on the House Rules Committee, which will give them outsized influence on what does and doesn't get to the floor of the House. They want four seats on A on all of the A-list committees, a move that would be met with stiff objections from other Republicans. And by the way, including other conservatives. So this really is about this is this is this this is blackmail. I wonder what my fellow conservatives think about this. So this is the this, these are the latest demands. So when my friend Chip gets on TV and says, "You know, we're sick of these bills. They come out this way. They come out." We have real bare knuckle stuff going on here about subcommittee chairmanships, about committee assignments, even for people who haven't even been sworn in yet. And of course, it means that some other members are going to have to be removed. Does that sound right to you, folks? It doesn't sound right to me. Now, if you're literally fighting over rules, I get that. But now if you're fighting over, I want this and I want that, and you either give it to me or I'm not voting for you for a speaker, that's not a principled argument because all of a sudden I guess you trust McCarthy. All the arguments you're making is that he's a rhino, that he can't be trusted, he's been there 16 years, or you don't like him, and blah, 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 and now it's, all right, give me this committee assignment, and I'll vote for him. At least for about five or six of these guys, maybe more. Give me these committee assignments, and I'll vote for him. Now, you can imagine what would happen if that is the payment for their votes, which I don't know. Maybe McCarthy will pay that for their votes. I'm not involved. I have no idea. But what happens if 20 rhinos step up and say, okay, cool, we like that. We want four. We want the other five positions on the Rules Committee. And while we're at it, We want to chair this committee, and we want subcommittee chairs for that committee. You got one of these goofball groups, what's it called? The, uh, I don't know, it's like the bipartisan group or whatever, let's get stuff done group. What if they make demands? Because the, the majority is so slim. This is what I mean. So when people write me or say to me, oh, Rhino, Rhino, really? Really? You must be listening to the wrong station. You want to know where Rhino is? A Rhino is somebody who does this to we, the conservative people, who gets their outside groups to support them, to send letters and raise money, while they're trying to position themselves for a better seat on a committee and some of them want to run for the Senate. Now that is a rhino. It's also an a-hole. 
Now, let me see this article again. And I would like to, uh, I would like to know if Matt Gates, if that's what you're up to, pal. Andy Harris. Who are the others? Ogle. Ogles, excuse me, from Tennessee. He's not even sworn in yet. Two major committee assignments he's demanding. Now, let me ask you folks something. You don't all live in these districts. You don't all live in Gates's district or Ogle's district or Harris's district in Maryland. So one guy has a Florida district. One has a Maryland district. One has a Tennessee district. Another guy here, I'm just reading this, has an Oklahoma district. Now what about you and your district? So why should the people in one district have representation on these key committees, have their representative as a subcommittee chairman or a committee chairman, because they were blackmailing the other 203, including your representative. Why is that a good thing? Well, you know, it's conservative here. We don't trust McCarthy. But they do trust McCarthy. Several of them are willing to vote for them if they get these assignments that they want. And they wrap themselves in principle. This is what makes me sick to my stomach. And so many people buy it. And so many people buy into this. Because they, they, they want you to buy into it. I don't buy into anything. I take a look. I apply my experience and my principles. And that's where I come. That's where I come out. That's where I come out. And if something doesn't make sense to me, it doesn't make sense to me. These guys are being portrayed as great patriots. And some of them are, by the way. But among them, obviously, are individuals who are your typical political blowhard hacks. Who come from other parts of the country who are trying to position themselves for more power. It's not about, and I said this to you, this isn't about a conservative moderate or a conservative establishment battle. It's just not. And maybe this is one of the reasons they can't persuade Jordan to lead their battle or Jim Banks to lead their battle. Or maybe this is why Tom Macy's not participating on their side. Or Moody of West Virginia. Maybe they're on to this. Maybe they see this and they want nothing to do it. Maybe that's why they're even a minority of the Freedom Caucus. They're not a majority of the Freedom Caucus. Gates isn't even a member of the Freedom Caucus. Maybe, maybe that's what's going on here. They don't have all the conservatives. They don't have the Republican, I think it's called the Study Committee. I mean, there's 201, 202 other Republicans. They're not all liberals. They're not all rhinos. A majority of them are conservatives. Well, why aren't they thrown in with these 20? Well, it's Washington, it's the swamp. Washington in the swamp? I just told you what several of these people among the 20 are seeking. Power. Position. Not all of them. Again, I'll say not all of them. But some of them. 
including Gates, who didn't respond to Bloomberg. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I really do. I really do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Wait till you hear McConnell next hour. It's unbelievable. We can all agree on that one, right? This guy is just disgusting. He's now the longest-serving leader of either party or any party in the Senate in American history. It's disgusting. And I, and I would like to know, and I'm quite serious about this, from Matt Gates, from Andy Harris, from these freshmen seeking these seats, this Andrew Ogles of Tennessee, and these others, are you, uh, are you blackmailing the Republican Party? Are you blackmailing the conservative base? Are you blackmailing MAGA so you can have special treatment to get seats that you want in butt in front of the line of other conservatives? Is that what's going on here? Now, keep in mind, this is Bloomberg, but they write, GOP hardliners angle for plump hosts as price of McCarthy votes. Again, Florida Republican Matt Gates was among those who questioned whether the... Uh, blah, 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 wants to chair the House Armed Services Subcommittee that oversees, say, China in the lab. Maryland Republican Andy Harris... One of Congress's blah, 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 wants the gavel of the Appropriations Subcommittee on Health and Human Services. Okay, who's in front of them? And what district does that individual represent? Because, you know, we have conservatives, MAGA, Republicans, in every district. These are just some of the latest demands from the so-called conservative hardline. They're not conservative hardliners in exchange for their support for Kevin McCarthy to be the next speaker. Now, this is just grotesque to me. Because this comes down, to me, blatant political blackmail. And it's not about what they've been saying. They don't trust McCarthy, this McCarthy, that McCarthy. I mean, I think I have more issues with McCarthy than some of these guys, quite frankly. Let's see. With neither side appearing willing to settle, some lawmakers suggested the stalemate could go on for weeks. Spokespeople for Gates and Harris did not immediately respond to requests for comment in their demands. Tennessee Republican Andrew Ogles, who hasn't even taken the oath of office yet, who was just elected, wants seats on two powerful committees, financial services and judiciary. That's the only way he'll vote, he says. This is good to expose this. These guys want transparency? I want more of this. I want to know exactly what the hell's going on in that room. Right now as I'm on the air. And I hope Chip Roy does call in. I want to know exactly what the hell's going on in there. Because we the people have a right to know. We the people have a right to know 
what's really going on? They want four of the nine seats on the House Rules Committee. So 20 of them, out of the 222, I think it is, Republican majority, 20 of them want four of the nine seats on the Rules Committee. What about other conservatives who want some seats on the Rules Committee or in line to get seats? They don't matter because they're not putting a gun to the head of the country. And so these guys have really, the ones I'm talking about here, not all of them, well, I'll wait. Let's wait. I will wait. Let's take a few calls here. John. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Let me just say Oklahoma, XM Satellite. John, how are you? I'm great. You're a great American, Mark. I'm glad you're out here on the air. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've been hearing talk about uh, these interviews about the, the people that are holding out, and they don't really have a good reason why. And you just listed a few that I hadn't heard. But uh, made me wonder, uh, you know, maybe they're being paid off to, to hold the whole process up for you know, Jim Jordan uh, can't open his investigation. And then as I was on hold, it occurred to me, uh, I'm kind of wondering uh, how many of these people were backed by Mitch McConnell in their, <laughs> when they were campaigning. And and then it occurred to me that maybe Jim Jordan ought to open up a, an investigation on Mitch McConnell with his questionable ties to China. <laughs> and so I just well, well, let wanted... me say a couple of things here. I, I, I wouldn't say that these guys are paid off, and I wouldn't say that these guys were backed by McConnell. I would say that these guys uh, really have no strategy, uh, that they're, they are upset about what's taking place in Washington. I think that's legitimate. Uh, but what you have to do is focus on the enemy. And in this particular instance, none of these guys have a great record. Many of them voted for McCarthy to be their leader, Many of them are now negotiating for themselves in their own districts. It's, it's, it's almost like um, these earmarks that go into these massive budgets that they say they oppose. They want special earmarks for their committee assignments. Uh, and uh, you, sir, will be left out. Your, your congressman and where you live in Oklahoma, <clears throat> he's not one of the 20, as I understand it. Uh, so you will not get special representation. There's something very weird about this. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Now, before we do move on, This is my great concern. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but 
if you go down this road, you can't be sure what will happen. Um, here's Ro Khanna. He's a Democrat from Silicon Valley. And he was on CNN yesterday. Cut to go. Well, we are going forward. There wasn't a single defection in the vote for Hakeem Jeffries. Of course, a historic vote. The no, first- no, 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 no. That's because you're good Stalinists. Let's be honest about that. That's why. There's never a defection. Can't have a defection. But anyway, go ahead. To lead a party in the House of Representatives. And we're very optimistic about our leadership. Here's the, the sense. If there are five, six Republicans who want to come across to vote Hakeem Speaker, we'd be thrilled. People have floated this idea, well, what about a moderate Republican? There have to be, in my view, at least two conditions that are met. First, they can't hold this country hostage with the debt ceiling or government shutdowns. And second, they can't have subpoena power to do frivolous investigations against the president. Unless they agree to those two terms, I don't think a single Democrat is going to vote for any Republican. And yet there are Republicans who might agree to that. There are ratfinks who might agree to that. Then there's AOC, AOC, on MSNBC, cut one, go. And so I think that is the central question. If not him, then who? Uh, you have certain members of the Freedom Caucus who have, of course, uh, nominated other people, but the rest of the Republican Party will not rally, I believe, they will not coalesce under Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan himself doesn't want it. They will not coalesce uh, under someone uh, like Andy Biggs. And so the question is, is there anyone in their caucus that can build that consensus? If there isn't, uh, McCarthy's team may have to come to the Democratic Party. And if that's the case, then what would that even look like? It's rather unprecedented. Could it result? Well, we would go we would go berserk here. If they tried that, if anybody makes peace with that Marxist party, period. So for us, me and I'm sure 14 and a half million of you, that is not on the table either way. Either with the 20 going to them or the McCarthy team going to them. But there's a third possibility. And again, I'm not saying it would happen. But it's a possibility. You don't know what the end game is here. And that is that they do persuade a few Democrats to come over. They bring a couple of names floated. And they're given something. We would oppose that too. So we'll know soon enough. There's so-called negotiations. What's going on? Um... We also know that we have individuals who are negotiating for their personal power and political futures. And that would include Gates. That would include Harris of Maryland. This guy Ogles from Tennessee and others of the 20 who want prestigious, important slots. Um, And obviously they'll have to bump somebody else out. Maybe it's your representative. Maybe it's another conservative. And they want four of the nine Republican positions on the Rules Committee. So they control what all legislation comes and goes. Four out of the nine, there's 20 of them. So four out of the nine of them want to appoint themselves. And as I said, there's scores of conservatives in the Republican caucus. 
Unfortunately, there's scores of moderates, too, but there are scores of conservatives. And I don't think they're they're going to be happy with this, but we'll see what happens. I've thought all along this is probably that I told you and I posted that this was a game of attrition. Pretty much a game of attrition. Who will fold and who won't fold. These 20 who I've called kamikaze Republicans, 19 of them anyway, they have nothing to lose. You do, but they don't. Let's take a few more calls. I don't want to move into this Mitch McConnell disaster because he is horrific. And there they should pay a price in the Senate. And everybody voted for him should pay a price. And we knew this well in advance. He's only had 16 years to prove himself. He's been 20 years in leadership. 16 years as the Republican leader. Let's go to Steve in Portage, Michigan. Sirius Satellite, how are you, Steve? Good evening, Mark. I think you're right on. I, 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 I live and have lived in Fred Upton's district. Right He's the one who worries me, by the way. He's the one who worries me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mark, um, it took 30 year, over 30 years to get rid of them here in this district. But here's the situation. If you've got 20 Freedom Caucus guys, conservatives, and I, I, I'm in agreement with you that they're, they mean well, okay? But they're, they're, I think they're wrong. They ought to go along with McCarthy. But here's the deal. There are probably 20 rhino republicans that are sitting there and saying okay if they're going to start pulling this stuff why don't we go to the democrats and why don't we support somebody like fred upton who would just as you said earlier just a few minutes ago he voted to impeach trump trump guilty and he's been a big budget buster for a long time he's a liberal he's really a democrat dressed up as a republican this guy Absolutely. So what what would keep 20 Republicans from going to the Democrats and, and saying... And by the way, you got one in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. You got, you've got got these people who are around. They're speckled throughout the country. They exist. Absolutely. So, I, you know, Mark, I am just really concerned with what's going on. I, I, Dan, your friend Dan Bongino is with these guys, and I. Oh, just, oh, 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 I don't. I don't talk about other hosts. Not my buddy Dan. Dan does what Dan wants to do. That's good. That's why we have two different shows. Yes. So anyway, thank you for your time. All right, my pleasure. Thank you. Let's see who else do we have here. We have some more great callers. Let us go to Derek, Central Illinois XM Satellite. Derek, how are you? I'm fine, sir. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? You bet. I'm good, thank you. I just, Mark, uh, I respect all of your opinions. I mean, you're a great patriot. I'm a big fan. I just wanted to throw out, I have some questions about these three Republicans that are seeking chairmanship. And I'm wondering if there's reasons other than power, if they're concerned that certain agenda items will not be addressed in their committees 
unless they are put as chairman. And I just wanted to ask but you. But isn't everybody? In other words, don't isn't Jim Jordan? Isn't Jim Banks? Isn't uh, isn't Moody? Isn't Moore? It's, aren't all these conservatives concerned about it? Who are not putting a gun to the head of the country? Sure. The answer sure. is yes. I want to know if there's another reason why. That's all, sir. I just want to know if there's another reason why. If these people will answer to that effect, because I agree with you. I don't like the blackmailing bit at all. I just want. I mean, to... notice they don't say we. In the case of these three, they say we want four seats on the rules committee. Well, who are the we? We, we of the twenty, we of the or, or of the forty. Okay, great. But I want the finance committee, and I want this other committee. Says a guy who's never served one minute in Congress. I want the subcommittee of the health and human this thing. I want this. Why don't you say I want a conservative in the slot? But they're not saying that, are they? Agree. Agree. Agree, sir. I agree completely. All right. But again, I'm taking it off the article. So, uh, all right, Derek, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Hank, Harker Heights, Texas, the great WBAP. How are you? Yo, great, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. But my question is, why can't the Republicans herd cats? I mean, this is a predominant question that's gone on for a while. I think the party's fundamentally unprepared to function Mm -hmm. in a constitutional republic, as it's been shown to date. There's no solidarity toward a unified conservative party agenda. Well, I mean, I think there is a unified conservative party agenda. That's what's a little perplexing to me. Is there are there many Republicans today who want an open border? Are there many Republicans today who want our kids taught CRT and and sexuality in the classroom? Are there many Republicans today who support these massive deficits? I mean, I can go on and on and on. Are there many Republicans today who don't believe in backing law enforcement? Who are part of this new majority in Congress? Of course not. So on these core issues, I think there's a lot of agreement. Now, I understand what they're raising their hackles about here, which is, okay, it's one thing to support these things, but we never seem to be able to get them done. But they are going to be able to get them done at least get them out of the House, the Senate, McConnell will block them, and the Democrat. All that said, I'm reading an article now where these guys are trying to fight for their own positions by name. That changes things a little bit, doesn't it, for you, sir? Yeah, I look at the 20, and you've got to focus on kind of Texas, there's three of the 20, Florida, there's three of the 20, and Arizona, there's three of the 20. So what are the influencers doing to, uh, you know, get them on board again? They're a bunch of cats. And part of the problem is they're not all that conservative in some cases. You look at Biggs. Biggs poses as a great conservative in Washington, D.C. He's never really done anything. He casts his votes. That's a great thing. But when he was president of the Senate, In Arizona, he personally blocked the Convention of States resolution that had an overwhelming number of senators who wanted to vote for it. He would not allow it to come up for a vote. It had passed in the House in in Arizona. It was sitting there. He blocked it. 
finally he gets a promotion to Congress. And then the, the, I believe it's a woman president of the state senate in Arizona or whomever, she gets in and immediately it's, it's voted on and it passes through and they're one of the 19 states. Now, why should I believe that guy's some great conservative? He's not. And he's the one they rallied around and he got his 10 big votes. And I don't know who these other people are. I see Rosendale... We endorsed Rosendale here. I see Rosendale's run for virtually every office that exists in the state of Montana. Okay, great. I'm not going to hold that against him. But that's it. That, that is the way it is. I see Gates. Gates was one of the biggest cheerleaders for Paul Ryan. I mean, they're not all perfect. You've got four of the original five who took money from Kevin McCarthy to win re-election. Okay, great. Great, but all of a sudden now you can't trust them? They took the money. I didn't take the money. They took it. So I, I, that, that, that's why this, this issue where people are trying to neatly say, I back these 20 because, you know, they're really trying to do the right thing. and these other, It's not true. There's a lot of people who aren't voting with the 20 who are trying to do the right thing. There's a lot of people who aren't, too, by the way. And one other thing I'm not going to permit here, and thank you for your call, Hank, from uh, Texas. I have no idea if McCarthy's speaker, what kind of speaker he's going to be. I see that he's willing to negotiate. Boehner was not. Ryan was not. I see he's willing to concede points. Boehner was not. Ryan was not. I have no idea. I see he's in constant meetings with these guys. They're in constant meetings with him. So there is that. There is that. But that's not on me. That's not on you. And if the guy turns out to be a louse, he should be removed. But we need to get going. We get two years right now. And we barely have a majority. And I'm quite serious about this. When we come back, Mitch McConnell, to me, there's your problem. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Oh, this will be good. Josh 
Billings, Montana, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, I'd like to respectfully disagree with you. I'm a a constituent of uh, Rosendale here, and I'm happy that he's uh, doing what he's doing. He's supporting Eastern Montana values. Uh, How so? One of the big things about Trump, a lot of of people that turn from Democrats to Republicans for Trump were because of the anti-corporatism lobbying stuff. And we don't want a lobbyist or a future lobbyist as the Speaker of the House. We want representatives of the people. So why is Trump endorsing him? First of all, McCarthy's never been a lobbyist, just so you know. Or, you know, things have changed. I don't know, but we Hold on, slow down, pal. McCarthy has never been a a lobbyist. So what are you talking about? come on, Mark. You know that he's made the compromise. I said he's never been a lobbyist. You just said he was a lobbyist. Don't, oh, come on, Mark. I'm happy to debate this with you and discuss it. But don't put BS on the air. When was he a lobbyist? So he's not. He's, so uh, McCarthy's not going to be a lobbyist at no, any point? No, he raised $300 million from outsiders to put in campaigns all over the country, including four of the five who are opposing him. What do you want them to do? Roll over and play dead? Money for nothing, Mark? You think they Your values sound stupid to me. I don't think you have those values. I don't even understand what you're saying. So we should disarm. McCarthy raises money. Spent, he spent, and I, uh, uh, he spent uh, on four of the five who started the leaders, who were leaders of this movement. One of them got $2 million. One of them almost $1.9 million. One won by about 1,000 votes. Another one by about 300 votes. And you're saying the guy's a lobbyist, which is not true. But he gets this money. And one of the things we don't like are corporations. Well, of course. We want to stand with the people against corporations. Have you looked at who raises money of these people of the 20? Have you looked? themselves are not bad, Mark. What is it? It's when they buy the government that's bad. We don't. When they buy the government, it's bad. And who bought the government? It's when they're allowed to buy politics. Who bought the government? I told you McCarthy raises a, McCarthy McConnell raises a ton of money. To take out conservatives. What conservative did McCarthy raise money to take out? Which anti-corporatist did McCarthy raise money to defeat? You got to be specific. You can't paint with a broad brush. McConnell is McConnell. All right. Didn't mean to raise my voice there, but come on, Mark. I mean, the guy was never a lobbyist. Can I say that? I'll be back. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, 
you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin, simply the smartest man on radio. And you can call him 877-381-3811. I think accuracy is an, an old value that I was taught that's important. I think the last caller, I'm not going to say he was untruthful, but he wasn't accurate. And when I straightened it out, he got mad. Now, I've looked at Rosendale's donations. And I don't hold any of them against him. But he has donations from a number of political action committees. Political action committees are not exclusively, but often set up by businesses. Because they can contribute more that way. The employees donate to the political action committee. There's a higher threshold. And in turn, the business gives the money to a candidate. And they have to raise money. Montana's a big state. So the gentleman says he backs what Rosendale's doing because he's opposed to a lobbyist who's McCarthy. McCarthy was not a lobbyist, but he gets money from lobbyists. I don't know what McCarthy gets from lobbyists, but I, you can look it up online like I have Rosendale's here. Now, according to published and public reports, political action committees, agribusiness gave Rosendale in the last election cycle 24000 Communications and electronics, 6,000. These are PACs. Construction, 23,500. Energy and natural resources, 29,500. Finance, insurance, and real estate, 15,000. Nothing massive here. So, and there's others. But I don't think the man's tainted. I think he believes what he believes. I happen to like the guy, by the way. But I think as one of the five, he was very boneheaded about what he pulled here. That's just me. And again, the choice isn't between, oh, I love McCarthy and I hate McCarthy. And the choice isn't between I'm a conservative and I'm not a conservative. The issue here are priorities priorities and strategy and these 20 have no strategy they're trying now I think as a way out of this perhaps to get certain positions on these various committees you know you actually have some members of the Freedom Caucus there's a guy Griffin in uh, Virginia who was opposed to McCarthy And then McCarthy agreed to one of his rule changes involving the germaneness rule that if you're going to propose an amendment to a bill in the House, it has to be germane to the bill with a 72-hour period and so forth and so on. And he was the one who proposed it, and he is the one who is satisfied with it and has been voting yes for McCarthy. How do I know that? Because he said so. But it's not. Even though it's his proposal, apparently it's not good enough for Chip and some of the others. 
So it gets difficult to negotiate with situations like that. Maybe what they should have done and could have done is taken this by chunks. Okay, we got this this time around. Next time around, we'll get more. You know, something like that. But that's not the way it's working. And the gentleman who called from Montana sounded like a nice guy, but I don't. I believe in accuracy. Let me put it that way. You may have this thing in your head that suggests that, well, he's a lobbyist and Rosendale's not getting help from lobbyists, but Rosendale did get support from business packs. And they have to, or they're going to get killed. Doesn't mean you have to sell out to the business, and it doesn't mean you can't be, you know, choosy about which businesses you take money from, and I think that's a good idea. You should be. But labor's out there raising tons of money. Teachers' unions are out there raising tons of money. The left-wing corporations are out there raising tons of money. They're giving it all to the wrong people. So our guys need to raise money, too. And so if now you're going to attack the guy that raised over $300 million and spread it out among conservatives and other candidates, well, then, then you're, you're really, you're really uh, silly. Silly. Can't just have billionaires and millionaires running for office. Can't just let the Democrats get NEA money and AFL-CIO money and, and all the other money. We'll, we'll get slaughtered. We won't have any TV ads. And you won't have any citizen candidates because they have to get help to run for office. Doesn't mean they're bought and paid for. But here's somebody who is. And we've had Peter Schweitzer on the program, and it's obvious he is. By everything he does, and that's Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell has sold the Republican Party in this country down the river. As I was of Boehner and Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan looked pretty good early on. He was the conservative alternative. You folks remember that. And then he, of course, blew it. By the way, who's the last Republican speaker that you liked? Well, first answer is there haven't been many. Second is you haven't liked any of them. And so the people who who are really dug in here, anything this speaker does wrong, they're going to blame on everybody. Oh, see that? I told you. I told you that if he becomes speaker, you don't need to tell us. We already know he's flawed. We already know he's imperfect. But we know that in order to run the Judiciary Committee and give Jim Jordan the opportunity to do what he needs to do, it needs to get on with it. That's what we know. In order to have oversight, we need to get on with it. It's not that we seek perfection. It's not we think that, uh, that Kevin McCarthy is, uh, is the greatest thing since sliced bread, although I think we're not supposed to like sliced bread anymore. The fact is he'd be a good enough speaker to allow these committees to function. Well, what else is there? There isn't anything else. And that's what was interesting about a letter put out by putative groups and conservatives who claim to represent millions and millions and millions of people, and they don't. And many of them are my dear friends. One of them is my mentor. Uh, And I read that letter. I read that letter uh, earlier today, several hours earlier than the last person who sent it to me. And I said to my, there's not a single thing in here about how we get this done. 
nothing. And I think my my buddy, still my buddy, Mark Meadows, and some of his folks are kind of behind this entire movement. I can smell it. Maybe my buddy Jim DeMint. I don't know. Here's Mitch McConnell in Covington, Kentucky today with Joe Biden and a bunch of left-wing senators standing with him. And this is a publicity stunt. This is a press event where McConnell is assisting Joe Biden. Cut 18, go. So today we sit in this wonderful clear day with sun shining down on literally a legislative miracle. How did it come together? Well, Senator Portman, from whom you had a chance to hear, uh, was the active person on our side. Several Democratic senators on the other side came together and began to talk about how we might be able to work together uh, to get an outcome. We all know these are really partisan times, but I always feel no matter who gets elected, once it's all over, we ought to look for things we can agree on and try to do those, even while we have big differences on other things. And this bridge, I think, symbolizes the coming together of both sides on something that both sides thought was important to try to get an outcome. What is this phrase to try and get an outcome? You know, I assume when Mitch McConnell goes to the bathroom, he gets an outcome, Mr. Producer. To get an outcome? That's what it's about? To get an outcome? What kind of talk is this? How stupid is this? And it's a legislative miracle that they ran this through over 4,000 pages, that the man who signed the bill never read it. That would be Joe Biden. He didn't have time to read it, and he can't read it anyway. It's too much. That Mitch McConnell never read it. That all the senators voting on it and for it never read it. That their staffs went through it. That their staffs wrote it. The handful of senators, Portman, Shelby. And it's a legislative miracle. First of all, it's not a legislative miracle. It's a fascistic cram down. That's not a legislative miracle. Your elected senators were not able to participate in the process. This is where the battle needs to go, right here in the Senate. This is why we lose the Senate. Because of a moron like this. Cut 19, go. So if you look at the political alignment of everyone involved in this, it's the government working together to solve a major problem at a time when the country needs to see examples like this of coming together and getting an outcome. And so I'm pleased to be here today to be a part of this. I encouraged it. I supported it. He's in your face now. He's in your face. Now, if you had to vote between McConnell and McCarthy today, if that was your choice, who would you vote for? McCarthy sounds nothing like this. Again, I'm not a special pleader for him. I'm just laying it out. 
McConnell hates the conservatives, hates the base, hates the Tea Party, hates MAGA. You don't get that from McCarthy. You don't get that from Scalise. You don't get it from Stefanik. You may not agree with them, but you don't get this. This is a guy that says, F you, and we're going to keep growing the government, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and we're not letting the other senators participate. <coughs> the conservatives don't exist. You get no representation. Meanwhile, in the House, we've reached the point where 20 out of 222 are saying, I want to be on that committee. I insist on this. I insist on this. I insist on this. Or we're going to gut the system. And then they tell you that they're the conservatives. No, I don't think so. We don't, you see, this show's a little different. This isn't just a game of tug of war all the time. You got to understand who it is that's holding the ropes on both sides. Any idiot can get on TV or radio and do what most idiots do on TV and radio. They put a wet finger in the air. They try and figure out what, what certain people want to hear. They talk to certain people off the air. And then they regurgitate the stuff. Then they're invited to the wonderful parties. And I don't want to be invited to anything. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tired of overpaying woke wireless companies? How about this? Get talk, text, and blazing fast data, just 30 bucks a month. Yes, on the same network, the same towers, with the same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Hallelujah. Friends, this is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a customer. Plus, listen to all the other benefits you get. A U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch even easier. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's right. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you can be switched over in as little as 10 minutes. Switch to a company that shares your values. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVIN, podcast, to save 50% off your first month. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Here's Joe Biden in Covington, Kentucky today. Guess who he praises? Cut 12, go. I'm especially happy to be here with my friend and colleague in many years, and I might add, a longest-serving leader in the United States Senate, Senator Mitch McConnell. Mitch, it's great to be with you. I asked permission if I could say something nice about him. I didn't want to. I said, I, I campaigned for him or against him, whichever help him most, but... Uh, but Mitch, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't easy and, uh, to get this done. And it wouldn't have gotten done no matter all the work so many others have done. And by writing the legislation and dropping it in, it wouldn't have happened without your hand. It just wouldn't have gotten done. And I want to thank you for that. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to find common ground. 
common ground to get major legislation done in any circumstance ever, but particularly the circumstance we've been in the last four or five years have been less than cooperative. And um, Leader McConnell, I don't agree on everything. In fact, we disagree on a lot of things, but here's what matters. He's a man of his word. When he gives you his word, you can take it to the bank, you can count on it, and he's willing to find common ground to get things done for the country. So thank you, Mitch. Look how they're slobbering over each other over this disastrous $1.7 trillion bill. I'm waiting for the editorials from the Wall Street Journal and National Review to hold Mitch McConnell to account. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the conservative groups in and around Washington, D.C., who said almost nothing when he was elected the Republican leader again. And he was elected in record time. This is where the battle should be happening right here. The guy is out in front. He's, he's, he's all about this. He's all about the Democrats and Biden and, and screwing conservatives and MAGA and Trump and all the rest of it. He's made a fortune off the communist Chinese his family has. And, and here we are. We're focused on the House. It's so stupid. All right. Lots more to come. Our power hour is next, ladies and gentlemen. Hour three. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. You already know your identity can be stolen. Did you know your home has an identity that can be stolen as well? Everything about your home lives on real estate, government, and financial computers that can be hacked. This is a real estate crime called house stealing, and the FBI reports real estate fraud is one of the fastest growing crimes. A thief forges the title to your home and takes over as the new owner. Then he takes out loans on your home and leaves you in debt. And no, you're not protected by insurance or simple identity theft programs. Home Title Lock protects you. By locking down your home's title so the bad guys can't get to it. I trust Home Title Lock, and I suggest you verify that your home's title is still safely in your name. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and use promo code MARK. Then register your address for your free, no-obligation home title report. That's a $100 value free, folks. Visit HomeTitleLock.com, promo code MARK. Again, HomeTitleLock.com, promo code MARK. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. We have a real problem. And Mitch McConnell is a horrific problem. I've been on his case for years and years and years. And they still keep putting him in that position. See, they don't have what they have in the House which is now the ability to remove a speaker. How to remove a Republican leader? What are those rules? Here's a list of the Biden tax hikes hitting Americans this year. You. Americans for tax reform went through it. A few days ago, the following Democrat tax hikes will take effect. Six and a half billion dollar natural gas tax, which will increase household energy bills. Think your household energy bills are high now? Just wait until the three major energy taxes in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act hit your wallet. The first is a regressive tax on American oil and gas development. This tax will drive up the cost of household energy bills. The Congressional Budget Office estimates by $6.5 billion. Tax hike violates Biden's tax pledge to any American making less than $400,000 per year. Now, of course, the media all but ignore it. The letter to Congress from the American Gas Association warned that the methane tax would amount to a 17% increase on an average family's natural gas bill. Democrats have included a tax in the bill despite retail prices for energy surpassing multi-year highs in the United States. What else is in there for you? $12 billion crude oil tax, which will increase household costs. Democrats are imposing a 16.4%, excuse me, 16.4 cent per barrel tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products that will be passed on to consumers in the form of higher gas prices. Imagine. The tax hike violates Biden's tax pledge to any American making less than $400,000. If that wasn't bad enough, Democrats have pegged their oil tax increase to inflation. As inflation increases, so will the level of the tax. And the Nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation estimates the provision will raise $12 billion in taxes. You ready for that one, folks? $1.2 billion coal tax, which will increase household energy bills. The tax hike more than doubles the current excise tax on coal production. Under the Democrat proposal, the tax rate on coal from subsurface mining would increase from 0.50 cents per ton. Let me say this. They mean 50 cents per ton to $1.10 per ton, while a tax rate on coal from surface mining would increase from 25 cents per ton to 55 cents per ton. And the Joint Committee on Taxation estimates that's going to raise $1.2 billion in taxes on your back. But I don't use coal. Uh, Yes, the coal is being used to create electricity, so you're going to have higher electricity bills. 
$74 billion, and, and this is in addition to everything else. $74 billion stock tax, which will hit your nest egg, 401ks, IRAs, and pension plans. Well, what's that all about? When Americans choose to sell shares of stock back to a company, Democrats will impose a new federal excise tax, which will reduce the value of household nest eggs. Raising taxes and restricting stock buybacks harms the retirement savings of any individual with a 401k or IRA or other pension plan. Union retirement plans will be hit. The tax will put U.S. employers at a competitive disadvantage with China, China, which does not have such a tax. Stock buybacks help grow retirement accounts. Raising taxes and restricting buybacks harm them, and yet they've explained this in the media and the Democrats says, oh, you're subsidizing big business. No, you're taxing companies that buy back their stock in order to put it into, say, pension plans and other investments or capital costs that they have. It's going to harm 58% of Americans who own stock, more than 60 million workers invested in 401ks, an additional 14.83 million Americans invested in 429 education saving accounts. You have an IRA, you have a 401k, you have a union pension plan, you have an education savings account. Uh, This is a tax on those. They do it through this corporate mechanism, but it's a tax ultimately on you. Why? Retirement accounts hold the largest share of corporate stocks, 37% of the outstanding $22.8 trillion U.S. corporate stock. In 2017, corporate-sponsored funds made up $4.45 billion in market value. Union-sponsored funds, $409 billion. And public-sponsored funds, which benefit teachers and police, $4.25 trillion. When companies perform stock buybacks, their investors are the ones who benefit. A tax on a buyback of their own stock could dissuade companies from conducting this action and negatively impact retirement savings. And so they may limit or reduce the amounts of money that they put into your retirement plans if they match. American companies will face significant compliance costs, a boon to expensive white shoe law firms. And that cost will be passed on to you, too. Well, of course, because the Democrat Party is bought and paid for by the trial lawyers, that is the slip and fall ambulance chasers, as well as the teachers unions. $225 billion corporate income tax hike, which will be passed on to households. This is all imposed on you now. Democrats imposed a 15% corporate alternative minimum tax on the financial statement income of American businesses, reporting $1 billion in profit for the past three years. These American companies employ millions of, of Americans, and the cost of this tax increase will be borne by working families in the form of higher taxes, fewer jobs, lower f- wages. Tax Foundation report from last December found a 15% book tax would reduce GDP by one-tenth of a percent and kill 27,000 jobs, and it goes on. Here's the key to understand it. There's not a single thing in that bill that promotes growth, prosperity, savings, and savings in the form of pensions. In fact, it's all 
sort of a counter motivator for individuals, banks, corporations, and the rest. So that's hit this year, thanks to the Democrats. U.S. inflation, there's a great piece at zerohedge.com. How much have prices actually increased? And since my eyesight has gotten kind of weird, I brought with me something to help me. Food at elementary and secondary schools. This, in other words, they're trying to show you how it really impacts your life. Ready? Is up 254%. 254%. What else? Oh, bear with me. I've got to use this device so I can see what I'm reading to you. All right. Fuel oil is up 65.7%. That would be sort of home heating oil, diesel fuel, that sort of thing. The cost of a dozen eggs are up 49%. This is year to year. Airline fares are up 36%. Butter and margarine are up over 34%. Flour and prepared flour uh, items up 25%. Public transportation's up 24%. Fats and oils are up 22%. I'm rounding off. Rice and up and down. Rice, pasta, what does that say? Corn cereal, up 17%. Bread is up 16%. Coffee's up 15%. Poultry's up 13%, energy, and what they mean by that is like uh, non-usual energy sources. 13%, that one I can't read, geez, it's gotten bad. All right, then they have increases on furniture and so forth and so on, so it's pretty bad. Now, food and employee sites in schools, I told you about elementary and secondary schools, 254%. Employee sites in schools, 110%. Fuel oil, 66%. Eggs, 49%. I'm looking. Uh, Let's see. Canned fruits are up 22%. Crackers, bread, and cracker products, 20%. Salad dressing, 20%. Lettuce, 20%. Motor oil, coolant, and fuel and, and fluids, 20%. Frozen and refrigerated bakery products, pies, tarts, turnovers, 19%. Cookies, 19%. Lunch meat, 18.5%. Frozen vegetables, 18.5%. Cakes, cupcakes, cookies, uh, 17.5%. Ice cream, related products, 175 and it goes on and on and on, year to year. So when you hear, oh, inflation's only up 8% or something like that, they changed the way all of this is figured, these stats. And what's being done here at this site is they're breaking it out, so there's nothing to change. So they don't give you this one number, like 8%, 9%, 8 points. Oh, look at that, look at that. They're looking specifically at each area, so it's not, um, you know, manipulated or spun as an aggregate number. I'm just looking at a few other things. Have you bought tires lately, by the way? They're up 10%. Uh, 
and uh, so forth. We'll be right back. Mark in. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Adam Kingsinger joined CNN as a senior political commentator, so he was always a grifter. He's the kind of a Republican that they want over there, CNN and MSNBC, and there he is. Doesn't matter. We're not going to watch that A-hole anyway, are we? Now, um, there's another sort of inside-the-beltway piece of information. Remember I was talking about these groups? Well, a deal was reached between Congressional Leadership Fund, the independent super PAC endorsed by Kevin McCarthy, where they've spent tens of millions of dollars on candidates, and the Club for Growth, which is a conservative organization led by David McIntosh and John Richardson, two individuals who worked in the Reagan administration and worked under Ed Meese at the Department of Justice, and solid, solid conservatives, although uh, there's some people, of course, who will call them rhinos, even though there's nothing rhino about them. And they've agreed, they've reached an agreement, this is a big deal, on support for Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Now, why did they do that? First of all, here's a statement from Dan Constant, the head of the Congressional Leadership Fund. I want to read this to you. McCarthy has effectively led House Republicans, this is his guy, from the minority to the majority, and he goes on. But here's a statement from Club for Growth, that's more important, from President David McIntosh, because they raise a fortune to get only conservatives elected. They do not support rhinos, they do not support the phony moderates. The agreement on super PACs fulfills a major concern we have pressed for. We understand the leader McCarthy and members are working on rules agreement that will meet the principles we have set out previously. Assuming these principles are met, Club for Growth will support Club for Growth will support Kevin McCarthy for speaker. And so uh one of those is that they uh, no one in Congress or there's uh, one of those is that they uh, only support conservatives in these uh, in these various campaign efforts where they spend money. So there's Club for Growth, an unequivocally solid conservative organization, no question about it, which said that it has reached an agreement with McCarthy on a variety of issues, including how they will spend going forward. That is McCarthy's PAC. And uh, I just wanted to mention that because I think that's important. 
you would never have an agreement like that with a Boehner. You would never have an agreement. And that did involve these 20 people. This was Club for Growth negotiating with McCarthy's PAC on their own. You'll not see that sort of thing out of Mitch McConnell today. Look at the contrast today. Look at the contrast today. With McConnell patting Biden on the back, Biden, Biden patting McConnell on the back. And here's the thing. Those guys have worked together for decades. They both have benefited from the communist Chinese. I'm not kidding. Their families have gotten rich. It's a big deal. Meanwhile, you have these other guys who are willing to talk to and negotiate with not just these 20, but other conservatives as well. And I think that's what has appealed to people like Jim Jordan. I do. I have an idea, too, on how to resolve this, Mr. Producer. I'm going to write it down, email it to you, and then let's see what happens. Is that fair enough? And that way, it's not, I said to myself... And uh, whatever comes to pass, we will read it. I have an idea. And not surprisingly, I passed it on to quote unquote to both sides. But I hope something like it works. So I'm not going to, I can't publicly state it because it might blow everything up. I'm loved by some and hated by others. It's the way it is. That's why I don't go to these Republican events, not very often. By the way, you know where I get invited to speak all the time? Local Republican parties, state Republican parties. And I have to turn them down. But it is a great honor just to be asked. On the occasions that I do speak, which are few and far between, they tend to be more philosophically based at the D's and organizations. And I don't ask for any honorarium. They're always offering me money. No, no, I don't want any money. Just get me on a safe plane and give me a nice bed, and that's the end of it. All right. Only 30 minutes left. There's things popping. We'll be right back. Plastic Conservative Fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Any member of this 20, this group of 20, who wants to call into the program, you're free to do so. Uh, We gave Chip Roy the opportunity at the request of his staff. Uh, He wound up being in meetings and did not call in, although I don't believe he's in meetings right now, so he's still free to call in, Uh, as are any of the others, any of them. We'd be more than happy to talk to them. And, uh, but... I guess not. That is, I guess they're not. You know, there's two big stories out there. Additional all the rest we've discussed. Ex-Capitol Police Chief links January 6th failures to Pelosi's influence. Questions security today. This is the, the, uh, the, the BRP Business and Politics site, which is a great site. And so he's written a book, this gentleman. And uh, he's the former head of security for the Capitol. 
Capitol Police. His name is Stephen Sund, S-U-N-D. Courage Under Fire is the name of the book. And, of course, uh, he was thrown under the bus by Pelosi. So he's never had an opportunity to really explain what took place. And what he says is, quote, almost two years after the events of January 6th, the department is not in a better place or on a readier footing. Few people in the department feel there is a visible plan to move the agency into a better position. Hundreds of officers have left the department since January 6th, and many feel it's only going to get worse. The security and information-sharing policies and mandates put in place after September 11 failed miserably on January 6th, he says. We failed miserably to see the apparent warning signs and the danger, like a gray rhino charging right at us. But there was a failure at the top of the Capitol Police, he continued, adding that the biggest intelligence failure was within my department. After the fact, according to Sun's account, the former chief learned then-House Sergeant of Arms Paul Irving had denied requests for National Guard to be put on standby because Pelosi would not like the optics. This is the cover-up that's been going on. And a report released by House Republicans in December made similar claims. Won't it be great when they eventually become the majority, folks? So they can get this stuff and dig into it? The Club for Growth now is, is saying, okay, let's get this done. And I believe one of them had signed that letter that I talked about earlier. And also, the Department of Injustice is sitting on hundreds of pages of documents related to the Biden crime family. Do you think Mitch McConnell's going to look to get to the bottom of that? Do you think he's helped Ron Johnson and the others to try and get to the bottom of anything? He's owned and paid for and bought by the communist Chinese regime, his family is, as is Biden. He's not going to dig into Biden any more than he wants to dig into the Chinese. He's not going to dig into the Department of Justice, the FBI. He's not going to call for a special counsel to investigate his buddy Joe Biden. You heard them today. I played the audio. Did anybody else? Maybe. I don't know. But here at the Daily Signal, which is a fantastic site as well, Fred Lucas, great guy, Left-wing tech group doles out millions in grants in eerily familiar election scheme. So what is that? The U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence, established in April, will award individual grants of half a million dollars to at least two local jurisdictions out of ten that the organization accepted into the program. What are they going to do? The Alliance for Election Excellence primarily is project of the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which distributed $350 million in grants from a foundation run by, you got it, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, and his wife, to local election offices, to benefit what? Democrat turnout. So they're at it again. They're just bulking up the states where there's funding is still legal, which thankfully is dwindling in numbers, says Jay Christian Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, which is an election watchdog group, But they're at it again. They're at it again. And when you take that in combination with this piece, where the New York Times is bragging, 
After retaining most of the governor's offices they hold and capturing the legislatures in Michigan and Minnesota, Democrats are putting forward a long list of proposals to expand voting access. They don't mean expand voting access. They mean reduce or eliminate voting security. Everyone has voting access. Do you know anyone who doesn't? Anyone. Uh, so all of this is going on at once, while, of course... All the attention is what committee will Ogles get? Who's Ogles? Nobody knows. What committee will Ogles get? And what did, what did Matt Gates say today? It's so profound. It's going to be etched into a monument to Matt Gates one day right there in Washington, D.C., the Matt Gates Monument. Really? Oh, yes, yes. And Andy Biggs, yes, the man who's who single-handedly blocked Convention of States in Arizona. Yes. Mr. Conservative wannabe? Oh, no, no, no. He's the best. He's great. Follow the leader. Follow the Pied Piper. It doesn't sound like great to me. No, no, you don't understand. Yeah, no, I do understand. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. All right, let's take some calls here on the way out the door. Well, not yet, of course. Frank, Fort Worth, Texas, WBAP. Go right ahead, please. When McConnell goes to the bathroom, he gets an outcome. (laughs) That's the only thing you said all night that made me smile. (laughs) Well, what can I tell you? I know, right? Mark, you talked about the horrific inflation. I'm a financial advisor. I remember the Jimmy Carter days. And how, how horrible it was. Well, what saved yeah. us from that? It was Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Well, who's our next Ronald Reagan? I don't know. I don't know if it's DeSantis or Trump or whatever, but we're never going to get that if we can't even elect a speaker. You're right. It's, it's stupid. Right. And this whole thing is just disgusting. The thing is, Democrats, no matter how evil their cause, they always stick together. Mm-hmm. Republicans, no matter how good the cause, they never stick together. I'm just just finding McCarthy is giving one concession after another, and that should be embraced, no? Well, I mean, sure, but also all of that should have been done behind closed doors. Yeah, well, here it is. I I have a client client who, what she does for a living, how she earns her income is she helps Democrat senators win re-election. That's what she does for a living. And she called me today laughing at the Republican Party. And it's just stupid. It's like, come on, people, work it out and get it done. You're making a mockery of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I'm afraid a lot of people are thinking that now. And uh, I want to thank you for your call, my friend Brad in Duluth, a trucker, Sirius Satellite. Brad, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Mark. And the first thing I'll start out with is uh, thank you for educating me. Oh well, thank yeah, you. Um, I've got a high. I've got a yeah. Thank you for educating me. I've got a high school education. Um, uh, this this whole thing with the speaker of the house here, nom, uh, the nomination is is kind of a fiasco, and it's uh, it, it's not pretty. And and what I really want to say is, in 2024, which is a long ways away, is I do not want to see this happen between Ron DeSantos 
and Donald Trump standing on a mm-hmm. stage bashing each other. I do not want to see it. Those two no. need to stand shoulder and shoulder, um, arm in arm, and, and fight. Uh, no, we can't afford to lose. There's no question we're running out of time in this country. Now, you're a trucker. How are the diesel prices out there? Uh, well, they're, they got a little bit better, but they're yeah. still not to where they should be, and the rate still isn't where it should be. And mm-hmm. But I'm still here, and it's snowing like crazy up here right now, and I had to climb a great big hill, and I decided to stop tonight because I, I don't know how you guys do it. Gonna be I don't. I don't know how you guys do it with these massive trucks. You know, I don't even know how you do it in good weather. When we were in Key West, there was a guy driving an eighteen wheeler. He has to go through these very narrow neighborhood roads, and so, and he was at a light, and I, so I waved to him, and he said, "Hey," I said, "How the hell do you do this?" He smiled. He says, "Well, you learn it over time." Brad, thank you and your brothers and sisters. God bless you, my friend. Let's keep rolling. Dan, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Dan? Hello, Mark. Happy New Year to you from a Philly native to another Philly native. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, all right. So I just was curious. I mean, we were talking about plans and, you know, Apparently, the other guys don't have a good plan. What is McCarthy's plan? I mean, we've kind of watched him through the years, and I think that's, like, overall the whole... uh, Well, there's a couple of things. He put out an entire booklet on this, but even more specifically, um, he's put out information, too. You can get it online, I think. And uh, he wants to go back to, as these guys are demanding rightly, a committee structure, subcommittees and committees that take up issues and do... uh, do the budgets. Now, his plan is, number one, to have a focus commi- subcommittee of the Judiciary Committee, much like the Church Committee, to examine the FBI and the Department of Justice. Uh, number two, they want to look at why they're going after certain individuals and not against other individuals. Number three, they want to impeach the head of DHS for his failure to secure the border. <clears throat> number four, They want to come right out of the box and vote against all 87,000 IRS agents that the Democrats sought to hire. It'll be a problem getting that through the Senate and Biden, but they want to take a stand on this stuff. And I can go down the line here. There's a ton of stuff that they want to do and they uh, they need to do. And uh, so they do have a, a set agenda, which is why this really isn't a debate over conservatism versus establishmentarianism. It just isn't. And I think we're getting into the weeds. That's part of my point, too, like with all this overall. Yeah. So it's like, where do we find this middle? Um, Quick question, because I know you're very constitutional. Well, what is like, isn't this how it's supposed to work, though? If like if they don't get the full agreement with the team, this is how it's supposed to be. So we work it out. No. Well, you know, that sounds good. But you really have 20 guys blackmailing 200 and two other people and demanding certain committee slots and things like that. Constitutionally, uh, the Constitution has nothing to do with it. These are the rules of the House, which are not in the Constitution per se. And so uh, that's what they're duking out. And you have certain people who are blowhard, certain people who are trying to exploit the, the small size of the conference, other people who are very principled and very serious about what they're trying to do. So uh, I haven't heard a lot of debate on the floor of the House over issues of you. I haven't heard a single debate over an issue. Immigration, I haven't heard anything about that. Ukraine versus Russia, 
I haven't heard any. Oh, this, this is what we've wanted, this great debate. All I see are vote after vote after vote with these concise speeches, speeches telling us why uh, McCarthy's great or Donald's is great or whatever. I don't see any great debate. And like craziness, like did did McCarthy come back with any kind of like? <laughs> all right, you're you, very like clever, you my Philadelphia brother. You're very good. Yes, all these rule changes McCarthy has come back with in response to not just these twenty, but in response to what Pelosi had done. Take care of yourself, brother. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, truckers, and all you patriots out there, and all you listeners. I am blessed. I know I am. And we'll be back tomorrow. Be well.